the other day I was on the train. I think I messaged you about this. Yeah, yeah. And I hadn't been on V-Line since they've upgraded to the new trains. Mm-hmm. Did you know they don't have curtains on there anymore? Well, on the windows. There's no curtains. So, I got on there and I was seated. The seat that I had booked was on the sun side. Oh. And it was almost like, you know, when as a kid you do cruel things like magnifying glass of an yeah. ant. Yeah. That's how I felt sitting in that seat. It felt like the window, this great huge piece of glass was directing the sun straight through my into my eyeballs. Yeah, right. I didn't actually know that. I can't remember the curtains at all. But that sun coming through a pane of glass. Yeah. Is epic heat. We had a fire start at mum and dad's once. Like, so you're talking about ant magnifying glass writ large. So, like this, is, this is what happened. <laughs> there was, we had a desk and we came home and mum had a set of gloves that were sitting on the desk and they had burn hole in them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, what was it? They were like good leather gloves. They were folded up and they'd been sitting on this desk and they just said, like, almost like someone had got a cigarette and gone. Tss- Oh, God. Just the, through the window. So, it gone through the window and through like a snow globe oh. and created like a- But how dangerous is that? So, we're talking window concentrated down to snow globe. Concentrated, concentrated onto a like lip. searing a, a <laughs> thing. But it took forever to try and figure out what, like, why were they burnt? Like, there was all these- <laughs> You know. She was secretly smoking. Well, I think could be. It was like, it was like a black smark, like someone had got a cigarette oh. and just gone bang. Wow. And expensive leather gloves. But the the thing about it, like reflective, was how dangerous is that? Massively. That it could have been just a little pile of paper or something like that, and the house could have just gone. Poof, yeah, I guess. While you're away, yeah, you're lucky that it was leather and it could only burn it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So ever since then, I've been afraid heavily of snow go- snow globes. <laughs> like it's something that you don't think about, like the position of no, where you put a snow globe. Most in people your life. give them, and it's pure joy. Yeah, <laughs> but you don't think about all the factors of like when you think, oh, I'm going to put that there because it looks nice. You don't think I'm not going to put that there because it could light our house on fire. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to go on Amazon and cancel your Christmas present. Yeah. <laughs> so I also, I guess, never thought that I as a human could ever be the equivalent of your mum's leather gloves. But that's how I felt sitting on this train <laughs> and next to me. Yeah. Actually, I'll preface this by telling you a theory. Okay. People have been inside- Far too much in the last couple of years, and they've lost a couple of social, what I would call, expectations. Yep. One is deodorant. Yes. Melbourne is full of people that don't wear deodorant now. I got off the train, and all I could smell was BO. Yeah, okay. So, this guy got on the train in Albury. He sat down. His girlfriend was next to him, but he was closer to me. We were both aisle seats on either side of the carriage, and th- he reached up to get his Switch out, oh. his Nintendo, and I just got hit by a wave. I'm like, this train is nearly empty and these guys have sat next to me. Why? I don't know. They could have sat anywhere. But at that point, we're all in allocated seating. Yeah. I'm like, I'm next to a BO guy. Yeah. This isn't good. But he got different things out of his bag over the between here and Springhurst, about 10 different single items. Oh, okay. So, I just kept getting slammed by this. This this (laughs) what? And I didn't know what he was doing, but he was putting bits together for his Switch. And- he played it for a little bit and he had the tray down because all of the train seats now have a tray. Yeah. And 
in the he put it back up when we got to Springhurst. I'm like, oh, hopefully he's finished with his switch there. And then his girlfriend laid her head down in his lap. I thought, okay, this is a bit weird. Then he pulled her head closer to his crutch. And I'm like, what have I, this guy, oh, it's getting worse than BO here. Wow. And then he started rearranging her hair, like flattening it out. I'm like, what is going on here? Am I about to see my first ever, you know how you see videos of people doing sexual acts in public? <laughs> what he was actually doing was building another tray table so he could keep playing the switch. <laughs> he just rested both arms on her head and just kept playing. He just rearranged her head so yeah. that he could play switch on. He flattened it out. It's sort like, of amazing, actually. Yeah. It's like the girl thinks she's getting looked after and tended to, but really it's just a functional purpose. <laughs> And from that point on, I thought, okay, that's quite the move. I'm going to forgive the BO. Yeah. Well, I'm going to, like, put another thing to you. Do you think maybe pre-COVID we actually were experiencing all of these BO smells, but we've also had time away from it? Desensitised. So we're not desensitised yeah, we, to it anymore. Yeah, that is a good point. That is actually probably what it is. The majority of people were under-deodorised. We just didn't know. Yeah, because it was just in part of our everyday life. (laughs) This is something I want to hear from our listeners, if they've noticed an uptick in their own exposure to BO, because I think if they have, it'll probably validate your theory, not mine. If you like us, like I like us, Get onto punchingsideways.com, give us a bit of a likesy, have a bit of an exploration around and maybe buy us a coffee. I do love validation. <laughs> the, the thought though- Your eyes just lit up yeah. when I pointed at Bell well, and also, just said validation. <laughs> I'm also thinking of like the body bagger theory. <laughs> back to the point where like there was a while back when Josh was saying, do you bag the body or you bag the head? Basically- but the the body bagging capability, if your head looks good, was outweighed by the fact the aroma <laughs> the like, it was uh, unsettling to the nostril hairs. <laughs> <laughs> so, was this guy a body bagger or a head bagger? Given my aesthetic, I shouldn't be bagging anyone yeah. out, but this is a full body bag. A full body bag. Yeah. Yeah, right. I think it's probably actually as a, you know, a group. Girlfriend, yep. boyfriend, husband, wife. It yep. was a bag the couple situation. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and I, that's purely because of my nostrils. Did she impart the same smell? Like, do you, do you reckon, like, you know, right, for instance, I'm working at a bar, like doing an open mic night or something like that, and I have to walk out into the smoking area and immediately absorb the smoke into my body and my hair and everything, does the same thing happen with body odour? So, does this girl then start to absorb, like, offensive nostril smells into her hair and her clothes and that as a byproduct of being so close to well, her partner? if he had smelly forearms, her hair definitely smells like, like his forearms. But, like, his underarms are very close to yes. his forearms. I think that's a yes. It's funny you brought up the smoke smoke smell because it's been a long time since I've come out of something. And just so you guys know the listening, there's probably people out there that went to good things. I yeah. went to good things. Oh, but my God. I want to hear about this so much. First festival in 10 years for yeah. me. And I wore this hat. 
Yeah. And then I got back. A couple of days later, I put the hat on to go down the street and I'm like, well, what? what is that smell? I hadn't been exposed to the reeking of cigarette smell. Yeah. It's, and yeah. vape. Everyone's vaping now. Vape smells good up front and bad afterwards. Vaping's gross. Yeah. So, I was- I actually took the hat off and just left it at home. It smelled that bad and I had to air out my hat. Yeah, that's, that's- But this is how we all smelled after every drinking session back in the day. Forever. Yeah. Yeah. But you just, like I said, desensitized to it. So, can you tell me a little bit about this scenario where you were trying to like lean back into youth that doesn't exist anymore? <laughs> well, that's certainly true. <laughs> <laughs> What what did you go and do? Like the first thing I firstly, I feel like I'm getting totally left behind in this scenario. Remember like a year ago someone said to me, Josh is getting back into music and I was like, No, not Josh. He's given up on music. <laughs> that's that's a blatant outright right lie. Whoever you've been getting your information from is it's false. I spend heaps of time with him and he talks about how he's ready to move on and all this stuff. And the next minute like I'm going to this Good Things Festival. And I'm like, what? I can't think of anything worse. Like, You are right. I probably sold it as I'm giving up on music in every sense. Yes. At the time, I was thinking I wouldn't play in a band again. So, yeah. that's how I'll defend myself. Yeah, right. So, there was a couple of bands playing I wanted to see, but really, it probably normally wouldn't have got me at this point in my life to want to go to a festival. It was really mostly because I knew Dan yeah. Caulfield had bought a ticket, who's one of my best friends, people who don't know. Another friend, Benny Dale, who's in the band that I'm currently in. Another close friend, I knew he got a ticket. So they had all, and Aaron, the, the guitarist of the band, they'd yeah. all bought tickets a couple of days before I did. Yeah. And I thought, oh, if I'm going to do it, at least I know there's multiple people there that I like. And that yeah. they're my age, they're not, they're going to run off on me into the mosh pit two seconds after we get there. Yeah. So that's why I went. And also, I thought it might be my last time to see a band like Deftones that I grew up being a big fan of, but they're getting probably towards the last part of their career. Yeah. As far as touring the world. Yeah. So that was a good enough reason to go. But I was pretty worried right up to it that, well, mostly, you know, I don't like the heat. Every festival I've ever been to in Melbourne is brutally hot. Yeah, it's concrete jungle. Yeah, and dusty. And I was thinking, oh, I've got to be, I'm going to be around vapors. The only thing yeah. worse than smoke is pre-swallowed vape. Disgusting having that stuff blown in your face. Ugh. So all these things were putting me off. And up until the day before, I was still considering just pulling the old man move and not going. Yeah, I definitely yeah. wasn't. Until I was on that train getting cooked by the window, I yeah. still hadn't fully committed. <laughs> Yeah, right. We pulled out of Albury Station. I'm like, oh, I'm going now. Oh, yeah. Unless I've got to get off at Wodonga and get a taxi. I'm committed. I'm committed. <laughs> it's one of those things like me getting involved in things. It's like I'm already in it now. Shit. Just <laughs> yeah. let's make this happen. I had a good time though. You did? I saw a very good band called Electric Callboy that basically is a mix between like a heavy hardcore breakdown band and a yeah. dis- disco trance kind of band. Yeah, okay. And incredibly fun. And they have all these amazing choruses. that, And they were way too popular to be playing on the side stage. They should have been on the main stage. Right. Like, they had a massive audience. They were really good. Deftones were okay, but their singer Chino was really, really great that day. Yeah. Okay. So, that was good. Yeah. The whole band didn't sound amazing because the, the mix all day, the, the front of house sound was as bad as I've ever heard it. Oh. Until the headliner. 
Bring Me the Horizon sounded as good as any band I've ever heard. Like they sounded absolutely massive and they had this incredible show with all these screens and lights and yeah, it was as much production as I think I've ever seen and it was the least interesting band I've ever watched within about half an hour and they were one of the three bands I went to see. Yeah, okay. They had so much production and this is nothing against them. They were awesome. Yeah. And if you really were into them, it would have just made it better. Yeah. But I guess I'm not quite into it enough to feel there was like a disconnection between the humans on the stage and the music that was being played. Yeah, okay. Aaron actually put it best in a group chat. He said it was like watching the world's loudest, most frantic film clip. Oh. Like that's how, apart from the singer, he yep. was incredible. He's a full-blown yep. mega rock star now. Yeah. But everyone else in the band could have been replaced and probably were replaced just by pressing go on a laptop. Yeah, okay. It was hard to describe a band that looked and sounded as good as I've ever seen being as uninteresting by about five or six songs in. So I actually ended up leaving halfway through their set. Oh, that's brutal. But I was feeling good. I didn't want to stay longer and longer and then have like a negative experience. Yeah, okay. Because I'd already played a couple of the songs of theirs that I liked the most. That you liked. Yeah. I looked at some photos that were coming through and I was like, I am not (laughs) even in the slightest (laughs) jealous of you at all. I I thought that was pretty funny. It was like- You didn't even have a, just even a pang of jealousy. Not at all. There's just- Way too many people there for me to like even yeah. hold space for, <laughs> care enough about like maybe if that was a band that I personally knew and was going as an act of support, then I I no I know I'd do that. But looking at that and looking at the whole vibe and everything, you know how everyone's like, oh, you just got to be there, the atmosphere and everything. Yeah, fuck the atmosphere. I have got my own little atmosphere around me and I yeah. do not need to be <laughs> I think that <laughs> it's about the atmosphere only counts until you're about 30. Do you think? Yeah, because yeah. when your brain gets to a point of maturity where you can discount atmosphere, yeah, you can just push it to the side. Like, what's the truth of this thing? I don't care about the atmosphere around it. That takes, when you're in your early 20s, it's about- drawing energy off other people Ugh. whereas when you get older i think it feels like people are sucking energy out of you yes just the, how long the lines were getting into the toilet like it i spent an hour i missed all of no effects because I, I stood in line 15 minutes before they started and got out of line about 10 minutes after they finished now one of the bands i was going to see but see i would have got to, to buy a gourmet toasty that cost me 22 dollars. see that's more patience than i would ever have. I got through the line though quickly. Their line was moving. That's why I chose that line. It looked like it was yeah. moving quickly. What I didn't know was they were only pumping out about four toasties every 10 minutes, but they were taking probably 20 orders every 10 minutes. Yeah, okay. So I got to the front of the line in 15 yep. and then stood there for 45 minutes waiting for my toasted sandwich. Yeah, see, I look at <laughs> lines and like this happens at Christmas, this happens at uh, like I'll go down and go, I really feel like a coffee right now. Yeah, I've like been fanging for this coffee like at this place for like two days. I've been saving up and I'll walk in, I'll look at the busyness of the area and go, nah, don't like the coffee that much and I'll just get out. <laughs> I, I'm absolutely not committed to lining up or having patience or stand, it's the standing and waiting. It feels like 
such a waste of my life and uh. time. Like, I can't, <laughs> I can't even comprehend. The thing was, and this is nothing against vegans, but most of the time when this you go- This is like a racist <coughs> thing. I'm not racist, but yeah. this is a, I don't care I mean, about vegans, no, but- I'm a, I'm a little bit veganist when it comes yeah, to this okay. particular situation. Okay. Some of the best food I've ever had at a festival, yeah. the freshest, the food yeah. that didn't upset my stomach, was vegan food. Yeah. And usually you can tell yeah. because it's normally a big orange-coloured store. Yeah, okay. Yeah, usually you know which ones they are. Why does oranges correlate with vegan? Because the Hare Krishna groups normally are the- Well, they traditionally- I mean, I haven't been to a festival in 10 years. They used to be- the people that would make that food. Okay. And they would serve it to you and yep. amazing service. They're all there in their robes and all yep. Yeah. But you could kind of see, okay, that's where the real vegan stuff is. Yeah. No signage. Yeah. I get to the front of the line. These are my options. There's, it's all vegan, all vegan cheese. There's the vegan cheese two slicer with two cheeses. Yeah. There's the vegan cheese five slicer, <laughs> which is just pesto and five different types of vegan cheese. And then there was the one that I chose, which ended up costing $22, which was the sautéed mushroom and three vegan cheese option. You know that vegan cheese is just yeast. Yes. It was multiple fluffy, yucky liquid yeast products on a piece of bread that I waited an hour for. She could get it drone street. I was telling my- (laughs) Yeah, exactly. If you want a yeast infection. I was telling my mate, Ollie, that- Pesto's cool, but it's not good enough to fix three vegan cheeses. No, it's absolutely <laughs> not. There was a, you know, do you think that if you didn't go, you would have had it like that FOMO, fear of missing out scenario? I think uh, so. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just, one thing about standing in line, when I got, I knew that it was vegan one person before I got to the front because this guy was real cranky in front of me about how long it was taking because he wanted to go watch this band that was playing kind of on a stage near us. Yeah. And he got to the front. The girl who was actually quite sweet and polite said, oh, no, because I think he asked for chicken or, yeah, chicken toasty, basically. And yeah. she's like, oh, no, we're vegan. And he just said, oh, fuck that and walked off. <laughs> that was what I probably would have been. <laughs> it was just a classic line. And I'm like, oh, no, now I can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, the fear of missing out. Oh, I can see because of your little collective and you're all starting to play music together yeah. and everything. But, but yeah. There would have been a like, oh, I should have just gone. I came home with more of a fear of not missing out. Like, yeah. I was like, I could easily not have gone to that and been just as happy. Why? Well, yeah. Saw it and had like. I One thing know. I will say, and I don't want this to be soppy, yeah. but all of our lives have become increasingly busy, yeah. even amongst my closest friends, Dan being one. It's actually, I think, the only time that Dan and I have been alone, alone with 20,000 people, yeah. but have been alone and just hanging out. With no pressures on us, yeah. Time-wise, to finish something or do something or be productive, probably in about five years. Yeah, right. So that part alone was probably worth it. Yeah, okay. But otherwise, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, "What's the equivalent of fear? like FOP?" I had a fear of participation. <laughs> oh, like it's funny you're talking about acronyms. You know, how there's DOMS. Yeah. Delayed onset muscle soreness. Yeah. I felt like I got out of it like super well. I'm like, oh, God, I'm 39 and I walked away feeling better than when I did when I was 20. Yeah. Two days later, I had the worst DOMS in my calves of all places. Somewhere I've never had DOMS in my life. Popping. Just from standing up. <laughs> just see a little bit. I was walking around work bounce. like a robot and it, one of the girls at work's like, are you okay? Because it looked like I was limping. <laughs> 
Do you reckon you were like bopping on your feet a little bit and that oh, created there was like a, the, there was a little the bit calf of a, tension? There was a bit of a bop. There was a bit of a bop. Yeah. I'll tell you what, the moment that I knew that I had to leave was during Bring Me the, Bring Me the Horizon. This girl like kind of forced her way past me and I'm getting attacked by a dog here. This is how this this is the invasion of space that girl pulled off on the day, like right up under my chin. And she turned around to me and she was short and she looked up because she kind of bumped into me and she said, Oh gosh, I'm so sorry. But she was trying to drag her friend through that maybe was a little little bit hesitant. Yeah. She's like, Come on, come on. Then she apologized to me. Then she kind of half looked around my shoulder and said to my friend, It's like the whole of Australia's here. (laughs) And I just thought, I just wanted to say, No, they're fucking not. And that's when I knew I had to leave. I'm like, I'm getting cranky at people that are being nice to me. They're getting cranky at people that are, like, enjoying <laughs> yeah, themselves. She I'm was like, so gotta, excited yeah, by, yeah, like, gotta go home. the vibe she's in. Oh, you are all here. This is great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that's that's a definite version of atmosphere killing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. The poor yeah. Little. So, overall, I'd probably give it. Oh, yeah, let's rate eight, it. An eight stuff. out of ten. An eight out of ten. Yeah, I had a – hanging out with Dan was great. Hanging out with Benny watching – a couple of the bands that was really great. Gojira, a band from France, yeah. who might have the greatest drummer I've ever heard in person. Yeah. They were absolutely phenomenal. Those moments. Were they the clinic ones? They were, yeah, a clinic. They were, they put on yeah, a clinic. They were, yeah. To the point where a bunch of people that I knew, I randomly, our friend Moose, who's, oh, a, who's yeah. a well-known local musician and like he used to do all the lighting at all the shows. Yeah. Everyone knows him. Yeah. He just turned to me. Halfway through Gojira, because he's a drummer. I yeah. saw this guy next to me, like, kind of air drumming at times. Yeah. He turned me, hey, Listo. <laughs> <laughs> like, where, where'd you come from? <laughs> hey, guys, Josh here. This is not our last episode for 2023. In the next episode, Mel shares one of the great wildlife stories that I've personally heard. I wanted that to be standalone, because it really is pretty wild. And it's, yeah, I loved it. So that'll be coming out hopefully before Christmas and definitely before New Year's. So if we don't talk to you again or you don't get a chance to hear the next episode, have an amazing Christmas New Year's break. Be safe, eat lots of food, do what I'm going to do and maybe give the diet a rest for a week. And from Mel and I, thank you so much for the support this year. We're definitely going to be back bigger and better in 2023. Hopefully not bigger for me because I am going to go straight back on a diet. So once again, make sure you check out the next episode because it might be top three favourite stories that Mel's told me (laughs) and certainly the best animal-related story that she's told me while I've known her. Okay, guys, thanks again. Check out punchingsideways.com and talk to you soon. Bye-bye.